Acts chapter 2, 41, 44. So those who received his word were, were baptized and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. Verse 42 says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayers. Verse 43 said, and all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs being, were being done through the apostles. Verse 44 said, and all those who believed were together and how all things in common. Father, speak right now in the language we understand in Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands, shout, and be seated. We continue, we start. Continue from where we left up, standing in the gap. We had a, how many of you enjoyed standing in the gap last? Oh, come on, clap. How many of you enjoyed? You're clapping a second. How many of you had a great time standing in the gap? Oh, oh, you can do better than that. You can do better than that. Were you blessed? Were you anointed? Were you empowered? Awesome time, I stand in the gap, and I want to take from that place and teach. I want to preach to you today, maintaining the flow. Maintaining the flow. Someone say maintain the flow. I take Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 4. ESV verse said, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly they came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared unto them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. John verse 47. Verse 47 said, Praising God and having favor with all the people, the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved maintaining the flow tell somebody maintain the flow maintain the flow please tell us say maintain the flow maintain the flow maintain the flow it is essential to understand that every move of god is designed to go beyond the now the move of God is not stuck to the now. God never intended that his moves is a stuck to the now. Every move of God is not designed for just a moment. Otherwise, we begin to build monuments around them. The problem with many of us is that, or with the church today is that, we just don't know how to maintain a move. Especially for us as a church, after having a great standing in a gap, we want to talk about how to maintain that atmosphere. Good place to clap your hands. How many of you enjoyed standing in a gap? It was awesome. It was powerful. It was intense. It was strong. Standing in the gap was powerful. It was intense. 
the water hit boiling point. The power of God was so strong. The anointing was found. I was talking to a good friend, Pastor John Hanna, and he said to me, I'm reliving the experience I had when I, whilst I was with you. That standing a gap was so intense but that I'm carrying it with me. I said, great. The intensity of the oil, the intensity of the anointing of 48 hours must be maintained. The problem with the church today is that we are not able to maintain the moves of God. And so the move of God in our midst is always tied to a particular day, season, or moment in our lives. So we only remember so, so far as our memory can allow us. And so you have people say, do you remember when we got born again? Anybody said that before? Do you remember when we, we remember 1998? Do you remember 2000? Do you remember that all night? Do you remember that program? Do you remember when we had that revival? Do you remember when that preacher came? It has been tied up to memory. But God never intended that his moves would be tied up to memory. God intended that every move and every activity, every encounters are relieved. In other words, God wants us to live in that floor. It is never God's plans or God's purpose that we get it and it goes. Whatever God does, the Bible says the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. Whatever he did yesterday, he can do it again and do it tomorrow God is raising a movement not a monument we are not building a tower we are not building a monument around here because we are not staying here we got to keep on keeping on we got to maintain the floor we got to maintain the oil I thank God for what God did I stand in the gap 48 hours but I don't have to wait for a whole one year for us to experience Stand in the gap again. I can't wait for a whole one year for God to show up again. The devil is a liar. What God did, I stand in the gap. It can be done in your office. It can be done at home. It can be done in your community. It can be done in your office. It can be done in the marketplace. It can take place right now. The devil is a liar. My prayer for you and prayer for me is that we never miss God's move. God, the move of God. God must be maintained, must be sustained, must be alive, it must be well. If he healed, he will heal. If he delivered, he will deliver. If he saved, he will save. The devil is a liar. Gideon said, Where are the signs and the wonders? Our fathers told us, Let it not be told, let it not be what we were told, but maybe be what we experience on daily basis. The devil is a liar. After standing a gap, we are not losing the oil. We are not losing the flow. We are not losing the power. It will be done again. Come on, lift up your knees, shout and say, do it again. You're clapping and sick in the house right now. God's moves are not designed for a moment. God 
desire that his moves, what he does is maintained, is kept. Smile in your mouth and tell somebody you can have standing the gap in your office. Come on, come on. Say you can have 48 hours right where you are. Can I preach what you say? You can have 48 hours right where you are. The devil is a liar. I refuse to sit back and to wait for another Shiloh conference. I'm not waiting for heaven on a conference. I am believing God. I'm praying. I'm trusting God that whatever God did yesterday, he will do it again and again and again and again. Do I have a witness in the people in the house right now? I declare today, let the fire fall, let the oil fall, let the grace fall, let the anointing fall. Will you rise and shout and say yes? Not a moment, not a particular day. God's moves must be maintained. Bible says an angel will go and stir the waters. And whosoever stepped in after the water has been stirred is made whole. Church, look at me. Even when the water is stirred, can I see your hands? Can I see your Can you stay? Look at me. It's a new auditorium. Everything must be new. Don't, don't feel so far that you are not connected. Come on, stay. Come on, stay. Are you staring it? How many of you have stared at water? Where after staring the water, you tell the water, stop, and the water will stop. No. When you stare at water, it just doesn't stop. We can't have standing a gap. We cannot stare at the water of standing a gap and it stops. Then we wait for another year for the devil is a liar. We can maintain the stirring. We can maintain the flow. We can maintain the oil. And my prayer for you today is that God, will you do it one more time? Will you do it again? Will you do it tomorrow? Will you restore? Will you heal? Will you deliver? Come on, clap your hands. Whatever God did before, it must be maintained in the now. It must be turned in the right now. Maintaining the flow. Everything that will be maintained must have a connection. You cannot have a flow without a connection. To sustain the flow, we must maintain our connection. This means that in order to maintain your flow of the move of God, you need certain divine connections. The connections we keep will help us sustain the continual flow that we need. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The connections we keep. Tell somebody the connections we keep. Come on, say the connections we keep. How many of you want God to do it every day in our life? Tell us it to be done by the connections we keep. Come on, say it to be done by the connections we keep. Smile and tell us so once we maintain the connection, we will see it again. Look at me, church. Look at me, church. Say, say if it's a flow, then there must be a connection. Come on, say once there's a connection, the flow won't stop. How many of you know that there are many, 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 many houses close to a Kosovo dam, but they don't have light? 
they don't have life because that you are close doesn't mean you are connected they are you are close doesn't mean you are connected to power the bible says jesus said somebody has touched me virtue has left me and peter said many are on you what do you mean by somebody touch you jesus said, somebody touched me somebody connected somebody connected there's a kind of connection that can pull the oil there are many houses so close to Akosomo Dam but they don't have light and we are in Accra and we got light we got light because we are connected anything that flows must connect anything that works must connect anything that moves must connect the devil is a liar the rivers must connect to the sea and today there is a connection that we maintain that connection the flow the flow you're not clear the flow pastor how do we maintain the flow of god how do we maintain this intensity of the power how do we maintain the flow of the anointing and of the oil simply puts we must be connected can i give you that answer tell somebody stay connected Come on, Pastor. Give me one. Say, say, stay connected. Ah, uh, say, say, stay connected. Say, by the way, isolation leads to elimination. Say, anytime you are isolated, the devil want to kill you. I want to take this opportunity to challenge all Christians watching me online. You've been staying at home because of COVID nineteen, and I understand your concerns, your fears. But the devil is a liar. You also know somewhere in your spirit that the virtual cannot be compared to the present. There is something about connection, about fellowship, and I dare you, and I challenge you, and I stare you, and I provoke you to step out of your house and come back home to the place of divine and supernatural connection. We will slap your hand right now. We are socially distanced right now, but in the spirit, we must be connected. You think the devil broke COVID nineteen and social distance for a joke? The the devil knows uh, that anything that works uh, must be connected uh, when it comes to the things of God. Uh, there must be a touch. Uh, touch is who we are. Uh, this is spot on the floor uh, and mix with the sun uh, and touch the eye. Uh, there got to be a touch. Uh, one touch. Uh, the Bible says uh, his eyes were open uh, and said, so "What do you see?" Uh, and so I see men as three. Uh, and said, so "You got to touch again." Uh, he touched him the second time uh, and he saw well. Uh, there's a touch uh, and there's a touch and today every attempt by the enemy to break our connection and our touch is grounded right now we'll slap one in the air and shout and say connections how do we maintain the flow we maintain the flow by keeping the connections I'll teach you in a moment guys can come with a pipe Come with a pipe. And it's on pipes right now. Malakudasaya. The Holy Ghost is symbolic of water. How many of you know that? Out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers of what? Living waters. God is the living waters. The Holy Ghost is 
symbolic of the fresh water, the living waters. Let your living waters flow. Fire my soul. Come on, lift up your voice now. Your Holy Spirit, come and take. Lift up your voice. Lift up, lift up. Every situation. Every situation. Come on, lift up, lift up, lift up. Hey, 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 hey. Unto you. Spirit of living God, spirit of living God. Spirit. Lift up your voice. Come on now. Spirit. Don't you love singing about the Holy Ghost? Wonder? Come on now. Spirit. Watch it. The Holy Ghost is symbolic of water. And I tell you what. Every day when we meet, there's water to be poured. Come on, There's fresh oil, fresh grace, fresh anointing, fresh water that God is ever ready to pour in our lives. There's a tank, there's a barrel, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. There's water to be poured. But watch this. Watch this. If all the pipe, this Anthony is one of us. He's got a pipe. And I'm about to pour water in his pipe. If I pour the water in Anthony's pipe, in Anthony's vessel, it goes like that. It goes like that. What is happening? What is happening? It's pouring out. It's getting wasted. Nothing is happening. I poured. But one person can't keep it alone. I poured it. Now, so, so, so Daniel must connect his tap, his pipe, to Anthony's pipe. So from Daniel, it flows into Anthony. And it goes like that. And it goes like that. My God, then Kevin must connect to Daniel's pipe and to Anthony's pipe. Then when I pour, it flows from Kevin to Daniel to Anthony. So long as there are pipes and there are pipes and there are pipes, you keep on pouring and pouring and pouring. Watch the devil want you to keep your pipe away from his pipe and her pipe and his pipe so the water will stop flowing but so long as our pipes are connected trust me every time we come before God something God will flow the devil is a liar every assignment of the enemy to disconnect us from connected to each other is broken right now because the flow the flow pull it out pull it out Often time, this is what the enemy has done to the church. He has a pipe on his own. Mind his own business. Go and mind your own business. Mind his own business. He has another pipe standing. Mind his own business. Go to the back. Mind his own business. Mind his own business. And he has another pipe. Mind his own business. And we are all scattered abroad. So long as we are not connected. So long as the pipes doesn't connect. Look at me. Anything that West must connect. You didn't hear what I said. The building is a building because there are connections between the lines. The anything that God will use must connect to something. If I keep on pouring to him and it goes waste, you know what I will do? I'll be tired and I'll stop pouring. 
But so long as they come together from everywhere and maintain their flow, maintain their pipes, maintain their connection. Don't let anything break you away from the connection of the assembly, from the fellowship, from the power. There is something about connection. Tell somebody, so long as we are connected, the flow continues. We use man and tell someone, the devil want to break us because whenever there's a disconnection, the flow stops. Imagine this pipe fills another pipe to a pipe to a pipe to a pipe to a pipe and there are millions of pipes connected the flow keeps on going and coming and coming my prayer for the church is our pipes will be connected to each other that the flow that the flow that the flow that the oil see sometimes one break of the pipe can have a whole bunch of water go out because somebody had a broke somebody had a a, a, a disconnection there's a break there is some kind of a pain which is why your pain is my pain because once you are not connected you stop my flow no matter what the enemy has done to you it doesn't matter your hurt your frustration your attack I'm going to fix you because once you are disconnected it stops my flow how do we maintain the flow the bible said ended Continue. King James says, Acts 2 42. It says, the King James verse put it this way. It says, What? And they continue. There can never be a connection. There can never be a maintenance of the flow unless we continue. And they continue. See, See, in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, and in breaking of bread. Watch this. The Holy Spirit descended heavy, like it came for standing in a gap. Heavy. 3,000 gave their life to Christ. 3,000. 3,001 service. It's possible, 3,001 service. And we are not waiting for standing up for another 3,000 to come. When we do it right, we can get 3,000 every day. You're clapping. It's a good housewife. 3,000 give their life to Christ. And the Bible says, and the Bible says, God gave them a strategy to maintain the flow. So the Bible says, so there were souls at the daily basis. The daily basis is what I'm talking about. The Bible says Jesus took five loaves of bread and two fish. John chapter 6. John 6 and 12. The Bible says. And when they had eaten their field, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragment that nothing may be lost. Verse 13 says, so they gathered them, they gathered them up 
and filled 12 baskets with fragments from five barley of loaves left by those who had eaten it. Watch this. My question is, the God, the Jesus that multiplied bread, why will he is a, why will he be the same person that will say to them, gather the fragment? Gather the leftover because in God, there's nothing like waste. The problem is that we are praying for something new when God has given us something that out of it will bear the new thing. We have a generation of Christians that don't know how to maintain what God has given us. We are praying for a new thing when what God has given us will bear the new thing. How long will you continue to run away from places when your miracle is right there? Oh, you know what I said? You know what I said? I'm out, 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 I'm out. Where are you going? Gather the fragments. I broke up. I broke up. Where are you going? There, there comes a point in your walk with God where you must learn how to maintain what God has given you. It may look like nothing. It may look like crazy. Many of you are looking for the fi- for the for for you are looking for the bread that has been multiplied to feed the five thousand. But Christ said the major part is not the five thousand that were fed. The major part is the fragments. If you know how to make use of the leftovers, you can multiply this. If you know how to keep and maintain the so-called leftovers. Christ said, don't waste it because in God, there is nothing like waste. Many of you are waiting for big things when your miracle is in the small things. If you don't know how to keep and to be accountable to the small things, how can God give you the bigger things? The more you are faithful to the fragments. Oh, you're clapping the second house. My problem with you is that you wasted too much. Many of you, look at me, look at me, look at me. You are waiting for what? Another stand in the gap? When God's going to be faithful to Tuesday service? I, I didn't hear me. Oh, what's that? Stand, stand what in the gap? Keep the fragment. The focus, Christ's focus was not even on the 5,000 that were fed. His focus was keep the leftovers, the remnants, Keep the residue of what God did standing in the gap. There is something that God has placed in you. You got to learn how to fan it, how to flow it, how to fight, how to fuel it, how to activate it, how to stay it, and don't wait for another year. It's already in you. Clap in the second house. It's already in you. It's already in you. It's already in you. You tell, tell somebody, it's already in you. It's already in you. <laughs> say, it's already in you. <laughs> I know you can't touch anybody, but say to people, it's already in you. <laughs> say, the devil is a liar. <laughs> say, don't waste the oil. <laughs> don't waste the anointing. <laughs> don't waste the fire. <laughs> the devil is a liar. <laughs> every leftover, <laughs> every residue, <laughs> every impartation, <laughs> every oil, <laughs> every grace, <laughs> every prayer, <laughs> every impartation, <laughs> every preaching, <laughs> every 
every message, every CD, every iPod, whatever I had, I will repeat it, I will rehearse it, I will stay it, I will activate it because I'm not waiting for a whole year for another fire, for another power. It's already in the inside of me if I only know how to maintain, how to flow, how to fire, how to keep, how to be responsible, how to be accountable with the leftovers, the leftovers, the leftovers, the fragments, the fragments, the small, small things. Because oftentimes, it's the small, small things that give it to the bigger things. Small, small things. Keep the leftover. He never spoke about the 5,000 eating. Eat. But you people are fond of wasting the leftovers. You are fond of wastage in the, in the kingdom. You are fond. You like the culture of maintenance. You have an attitude of throwing away as if, as if nothing happened. So we are waiting for another one. Next year. Hey! In God, there's nothing like wasted. Let us be custodians and true custodians and stewards of what God put on us. May we walk responsible. May we walk with oil. May we walk with gratitude. May we be grateful for the fire. May we stir the fire. May we activate the fire. May we pray for God to do more on daily basis. You're clapping. It's sick in the housewife. Oh, you're not clapping well. You're not clapping well. You are 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 not clapping well. There gotta be a spiritual discipline. Pastor Manuel, that will have you build up a spiritual character. Not only for Sunday morning, but with your morning devotion. Your worship when you are bathing. You know that is a connection between your worship in the bathroom and the worship on the altar. Because if you haven't worshipped in a private place, you can't worship in a public place. You're clapping and singing, right, John? Oh, I need a better clap right now. I know you are clapping and standing in the gap more than you are clapping right now. But I'm telling you what you can do to maintain your standing in the gap anointing. And so you can clap your hands better. You can even rise up and shout and scream and say, maintain the flow. Maintain it. Mr. Gather the fragments. Be grateful. Because if you are not grateful to the little, God will not give you more. And I found out that it is in the little things. What do you have in your house? You must have nothing. Except a pot of oil. Elijah said, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not going to give you money because the oil will birth everything you are looking for. If only we can maintain the fragment, it will give birth to revival, to power, to oil, to grace, to anointing. Do I have a clap in the house right here? Right here? I know. We are a church of big moments and we are waiting for a big moment. But I tell you what, every day counts. Every day counts. Every service counts. Every gathering counts. Every prayer meeting. Every Tuesday. Every Wednesday and every power night counts. Every day. Every fellowship. Every teacher. Every devotion. Every consistency. It counts. It counts. It counts. Couple, every day is no wedding. Wedding is once. 
but your normal day counts. It's not the big moments. It's the normal days. Gather the fragment. How did the early church do it? The Bible says, number one, and they continued in the apostles' doctrine. How do we maintain the flow? Number one, continuous in the apostles' doctrine. And they continue in the apostles. How we maintain the flow of the power of what God has done. Number one is to continue in the teaching or the doctrines of the apostles. Here. Look at me. Where? He did not say. You realize he did not say. And they continue in the word of God. He didn't say that. Say, and they continued in the apostles' doctrine. Hello? Are you following? They continue what? And the others, and they continue steadfastly in the what? Apostles' doctrine. It is in the, in the word of God. The problem, many of you, is that you don't even understand that in order for the flow to happen, there must be a connection between you and your leadership. Between you and the people around you, fellowship, and between you and God. There are three dimensions of relationships, of flow, that we must maintain for the oil to continue. Number one is leadership. And the continual in the apostles' doctrine. It didn't say in the word of God. Why? Because it's not something, every commission, every church, every vision, Every man of God and the revelation God gives him in his word. You know what I said? That's why many of you, you are confused because you are in this commission, but you are following so many things. You are, you are, I'm not saying don't listen. I don't, don't be encouraged by other people. I didn't say that. But I tell you what, you must know what God has given to your apostle. <laughs> You're clapping the skin of the And they continue. In the apostles' doctrines, in the revelation that God gave the apostles, they continued in the apostles' doctrine. Christ picked 12 apostles. If you look at the writings of Peter, it's not the same as the writing of John. Look at the writings of Paul. Every man of God and the message God gives them. You must know your man of God and the message God has given him. Everybody simply coming. What God told me about standing in the gap is not what God told another person about what they are doing. And by the grace of God, if God gave me the assignment for standing in the gap, then God must have given me the keys as to how to maintain it. The problem with many of us is that we are bringing what we receive from one place to another place. It doesn't work like that. You got to know what God has given the vision and the mission and the place that He has planted you. You know, clap your hands better. You know, clap your hands well. You know, clap your hands well. I'm about, I'm about to finish right now. I'm about to finish right now. The Bible says, Bible says, a true church must learn to receive not just from what they read in the Bible, but the interpretation given to them, to their leaders by the Holy Ghost. Psalm 68 verse 11 says, The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of those who proclaim it. God gave a word, but those who proclaim it were different people in the assignment. That's what the Bible says. The Lord has spoken once, but twice we have heard. The same word you are hearing twice. Everybody in the assignment, the calling, the mandate of God, 
upon their life. The Bible says in Galatians 1 verse 11 says, For I will have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through the revelation of Jesus Christ. My God. Acts 17 verse 11, the Bible says, the, Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were men, these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word in all readiness and set the scripture daily to find out whether those things were so. Therefore, many of them believed, and also not few of the Greeks, prominent women and men as well. Apostles' doctrines. Hear me, church. Let me say this to you. The church is not divided. There's no division in the church. You think there's, but there's no division. You know why? You know why? Anthony, come here. Come, come up here. This your head. Eh? This head of Anthony is too small to contain God. Anthony, your head is too small to contain everything God. If all, if this your head can contain everything God, then God's not God. I, I, I don't understand. Why? I, I don't understand. I don't understand. If you can understand everything, then God's not God. His ways are un, unsearchable. His ways are deep as the heavens are higher than the earth. So his ways higher than your ways and his thoughts. Your thought. God is too big for Gideon Danson alone to explain him. Which is why he gave me an assignment. He gave action an assignment. He gave central an assignment. He gave Bishop Jesus an assignment. Everybody in the assignment. I'm focused on my assignment. And so long as you are here, you are to work with me on the assignment God has given me. And together when we come together, we become the body of Christ, but everybody in the assignment, you're clapping. Everybody. 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 The church is not divided. We are not. We are not. But God is too big for Gideon that's well known to explain him. That he's not God. So you hear somebody talk about prayer. Somebody talk about grace. Somebody preach about faith. Someone read about healing. When you look at Benahin, it's different. Archbishop Dunkelin is different. Pastor Ottawa is different. Are you with me at all? When you look at different men, it's different. Clifford are different. Josmaya are different. Gideon Nasuddin. Everybody and their grace. Because God is so big, one person can't explain it. You don't have even words to articulate it. So what do you do? You follow in the earth. That's what Peter's writing. Paul's writing, John's writing are, are different. Meanwhile, they are all trying. You see, God is so, Christ is so big. The whole Bible is about Christ. Old Testament is pointing to Christ. Gospel, revealing Christ. Epistle, explaining Christ. Revelation, pointing to the expectation of Christ. The whole Bible is about de demystifying, decoding, revealing, uncovering the word of Christ. He's so big for one man to explain him. So when you come to a ministry and to a church, we are not divided. Everybody and their calling, which is why one church can be the body of Christ until we all come to the unity of the faith, which is why even if one church is not part of the body, the body is not full because without your eye, you are not full. Somebody is the eye, somebody is the ear, somebody is the neck, somebody is the arm, but together we form the body of Christ. You're clapping this in the heart. Together. 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 Together.
Hear me, church. And they continued, number one, in the apostles' doctrine. How do we maintain the flow? By continuing in the message, the revelation that God gave your leader. The church. The church. They continue. They work with it. They work in, they, they press it. Number two, fellowship. 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 They continued in the doctrine, in the teachings, in the keys, in the mysteries of the apostles. And number two, fellowship. Tell somebody, say fellowship. Say fellowship. Tell somebody, fellow in the ship. Say we are one in this ship. Say the earlier you accept, understand, behave, the better for you. Say don't be a Jonah in this boat. Say because, because your trouble might affect all of us. Because we are fellows in one ship. It means we must pour into each other. Romans 1.12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Fellowship. That your faith, your story, what you're going through, what you're dealing with is not just you, it's all of us. Whatever you see God doing in your life, it's not just for but the endless expectation of the creature, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Your manifestation is what I'm waiting for. Your deliverance is what will encourage me. When I hear your story, the power of God, the changes, the turn around, what God has done in your life, it encourages my faith. It builds me up. The devil is a liar, which is why your testimony is my testimony. Your miracle is my miracle. We are together in one race. When, we, when you run well, when you do well, I pick it up from where you left off and I run better. I've been watching the Olympics and I've seen how when one person does not perform well, it can affect the whole group. But when one person does well, the whole group can do well. When you do well, I do well. When you break through, I break through. When you celebrate, I celebrate. Anybody thanking God for all the good things that God is doing in this house? Your club fellowship, fellow in. I should tell somebody, tell somebody the most dangerous person. Say, say the most dangerous person to travel in a ship with is the person sleeping. Say, right now, my only concern is that you look sleepy. And I dare you, I challenge you to wake up. Hey, 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 tell, say, wake, 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 wake up in prayer, wake up in the spirit, wake up by the word, wake up right now. Whether it's a Jonah or a Jesus, anybody sleeping is a suspect. Whether you are Jonah or you are even Jesus was a suspect. They have said, wake up, carry down not that we perish. And like joke, like joke. When they woke him up, the storm seed. When they woke Jonah up, the storm seed. Anybody sleeping in this ship must be waking up. Whether for good or for bad, nobody sleeps in this ship. We are fellows. You're clapping this in the house, Ronald. In one ship, in one ship, in one ship, in one ship, in one ship. Fellowship, according to Barnes, the word render fellowship, which is is often rendered communion. 
It probably, it probably de denotes having things in common, participation, society, friendship. It may apply to anything which may possess in common or which we all may partake. Fellowship is defined by five words. It brings from the Greek word which, which was translated in the Bible. Fellowship translates in this five. Number one, association with friendship community. Number two, partnership, business, colleagues. Business colleague um, or, 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 or business partner. Number two, number three, com communication, social intercourse, healthy, progressive, interruption, edification. Number four, number four, distribution, sharing, strength, and, and discarding weakness. Number five, participation, pa partaking in each other's life. So fellowship is, it, it is explained in these five words. Association, partnership, communication, distribution, and participation. When we say fellowship, when the Bible says, and they continued in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship, it means that they were associated to each other. Each other. Tell someone, no space. Say, no space. Say, I am associated to you in God more than NDC or MPP. They are not clapping your hand. They are not clapping your hand. Hey! Hey! I am more connected to the spirit I'm, I'm Ghanaian. Association. Association. I associate my, I identify with you. I identify with you. Number two, it means partnership. We are like business partners. We are like business partners. We are in it together. You, you, you lose, I've lost. Communication. We talk a lot. We, we have a healthy, progressive interaction, edification distribution. We share in our strength and weaknesses. Participation. We partake in each other's life. It is said that sharing is caring. We maintain the flow when we are ready to share. Math 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 25 says that, they, that there may be no division in the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If any member suffers, all suffers together. If any member honored all rejoice. Unfortunately, we have a church today that's ready to hear the problems of others and use it to hurt them. We suffer together. Your problems are my problems. Your challenges are my challenges. Can I hear the word of God right now? James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that we may be healed. The prayer of the righteous man has great power or availeth much. Hear me, church. Until we come to a place where we can confess our sins to one another, we are not there yet. How aren't you afraid to confess your sin to somebody else? Can you really go and confess your sin to somebody in the church right now? Eh? That's why we are not maintaining the power. That's why we are not winning. That's why, that's why we don't have power. That's why we are not seeing the move of God. Because you are even afraid to talk to a friend. Bible James says, well, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another. That ye may be, the healing is in the confession. People are sitting in church, they are carrying weight, they can't talk to anybody because the area of their life they need to show is the area you are using to mock them. Oh, I, I need what to say, I need what to say, I need what to say. So what happened in church now? Ah, how come people are sick? See, no, come with the scripture. He says, confess your fault, what? One another. And pray for one another, what? You may be healed. So it means that the healing is in the confession and the prayer. That's why we say, ah, but what, how, 
How come? How come she has so come? How come she backslided? How come she? How come she died? People are sick because people are sick in jail, but they can't talk about it. People are carrying weight and heaviness, but they dare not because when they talk to you, social media go here, Insta go here, Instagram go here. They will code it, but you know they are talking about you, right? You're clapping this in the house right now. You're, you're not clapping your hands better. You're not clapping. But the healing is in the confession. Having a brother to pour to and pray for one another. Look at me. The difference between gossip and intercession is who you talk to. So what gossip does, intercession does. The same amount of energy you use to gossip is the same amount of energy you can use to pray. The difference is who you are talking to. If you hear and talk to another person, it's gossip. If you hear and talk to God, you are interceding. So you are either interceding or you are praying. I choose to be an intercessor. Where are the intercessors? Where are the world? Where are those who will not hear and go and talk? But they will hear and they will pray. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. They will pray. They'll pray. They'll pray. They'll pray. In the absence of intercessors, the church is full of gossips. Because nobody's praying. When you hear, you must pray. When you hear, you must go down on your knees. When you hear, you must have compassion. If it bothers you to get on the phone with it, to talk to somebody, then talk to God about it. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Prof, when I heard it, I was afraid. I was shaking. I was, yeah. If you are shaking, go on your knees. If you are worried, go on your knees. If you are answered, go on your knees. If you want to, if you are really worried about that brother, if you are worried about Prophet Gideon, then pray for me. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. Confess. The, the effectual seven prayers of the righteous man availed man. We are not availing much because we are not praying enough. Fellowship. That's all. Breaking bread. Eating together. Look at me. The space to eat together. No, I mean, I mean real food. Many years ago, I got born again. We used to eat one bowl. The one guy can say, let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say, and our leader say, stop it. Let's all eat together. Why? Because we realize that some people have bigger stomachs. Everybody what they can eat. But the difference is that we, when we come, have you realized that when you eat food together and it's together, it satisfies more than you eat alone? I realize, I don't know how that happened, but there's something about breaking bread together, sharing, fellowshipping, giving, that God multiplies. Can I get a clap in here? Can I get a clap in here? Breaking bread! Breaking bread! Breaking bread. Breaking bread. Don't look at particles, look at Jesus' colors. Oh, you know what I said? The politicians are very upset with me when I preach. Come on, you're not clapping as well. Ooh. Hey. Why are you not clapping your hands well? Breaking bread. Fellowship. Fellowship. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says, Ephesians 4, 29, I love that scripture. It says, well, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only what? Such as is good for what? 
for building up as fits the occasion that you may give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom we are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, I love this one, let all bitterness offense when they are not dealt to become bitterness. Let all bitterness wrath. Look at the things that we are not supposed to see in the church. Though. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, be put away with all malice. Let us say, Father, Lord, us a spirit of anger, spirit of clamor, bitterness, wrath, slander, malice. Say, come out! Lift up. Can we do self-deliverance? Say, out! Lord, us say, out! Say, out! Say, out! But look at what the Bible says we should have. Next verse says, but what? Be kind to what? To one another. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another as God in Christ forgives you. Mm. Mm. Be kind. Tell somebody, be kind. I'm just showing you what will maintain the flow. What will maintain the flow is not, it's not the screaming you are screaming on. It's being kind to one another. Be kind. Be kind to one another. Be what? Tender-hearted. When it comes to your fellow believer, let your heart become tender. How many of you love lamb, lamb, tender lamb? Very, very soft. When it comes to the house of God, you have to be soft to God's people. Stop be, When I look at the why have you frowned your, why is your face looking like it's about to rain? Why? Why have you squeezed your face? Where are you going? This is your wife. Be, be, be tender-hearted. Be kind. Be nice. Be forgiving. Calm down when it comes to fellow believers. We must be kind and tender-hearted. Calm down. Be soft. When it's a Christian brother, be soft. Don't let bitterness take over you. Don't let anger, pain, wrath, jealousy, malice, treachery. Let these things not be found. Be tender-hearted. Speak to them with a kind heart. With tender heart. You know something that I, I was telling the first service when, when I don't I don't know if anybody can relate. When we're growing up, I live with my grandmother, and, and my grandmother will, will, will do this thing. She will get a, a milo, water, milo, eh? and ice, and then put milk and sugar, and then stay it. Ah, milo. You know milo, yeah, just milo, yeah. Sometimes we need to, ah, the thing will stick. Then you put sugar bread. And put them. Anybody that anybody can anybody know where I'm going? Anybody know where I'm going with this? And we'll put the bread in the middle. Ah, ah, tea bread, sugar bread, any bread at all you can get. Put it after church. I'm doing some. Your clap is gonna answer. Go and eat one. Put the middle, the bread. Odi. Are you dangerous? Now, I didn't know why you married. So it becomes so tender, you can't even take it with your hand. So you need a spoon to take it. Strong inside your stomach. You, you don't chew it. That's how the Bible says we should be. When it comes to fellow believers, we must be tender like the bread 
put in the mirror. You must be soft, be kind, be nice, be warm. You are not clapping your hands well. Be kind at the car park. Be kind at the protocol. Be kind as a welcome team. Be kind as prayer warrior. Be tender as a pastor. Be tender. Let us be soft toward each other. Let us forgive. Love. Let go of things. Be kind. When you go home, I want you to go and do it. So, you know what I'm talking about. Go and get bread, milo, sugar, needle, or melek. Not milk, melek. Ice. Ice water. Get any bread at all. But preferably sugar bread. Or tea bread. Soak it. Soak it. For like 30, 21 minutes. And then take it. The whole thing is... The Bible said, be tender-hearted. Be tender-hearted when it comes to your wife, your children, the church, fellow believers, your family, people here. Don't be so mean. Don't frown your face. Be nice to people. Be nice. Be sweet. It's so hot out there. The world is so cold. We can't have coldness in the church. People are after us. They don't like us. They're attacking us. We got to be now. We are not that many. We are not that many. We are not. People don't like us. You're clapping. We got to be nice to each other. And finally, finally, they prayed. Prayer. Continuing the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, break it, breaking bread. The word breaking bread is both eating together and communion. We have to do communion every day and in prayers. You see, prayer to God came last. Sometimes we think that it is prayer to God. Sometimes actually leadership and how you relate to each other. Because you can't say you love God and hate the brother you are standing next to you. You are fake. The way you have done your face, you are fake. I know you are fake. You are stepping on somebody's toe. The person crying says, I don't know, Kabbalah. Pray can go. No, no, it doesn't work like that. Warfare. No, 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 no. Doctrines, fellowship. Fellowship is a brother. This is a brother. In the name of prophecy, I'm not going to kill you. We got to be one. We got to forgive. We got to love. We got to reach out. We got to be cool. We can do better. You are not. We can do better than we are doing. And in prayer, prayer, he brought the last. Can you imagine? He brought prayer the last. I'm like, wow. What order of arrangement? And prayers. I mean, God, what are you doing? Because yeah, there's more to prayer than prayer. We, it's good to pray, but we've got to do better with leadership. Do better with each other. We've got to feel for each other before we come to God. If, if you're going to offer a sacrifice to God, and remember you have an altar against your brother, go solve it before you talk to God. Because the only thing that looks like God next to you is a brother next to you, not the God you don't see. That's the only thing that looks like God. That's the only thing that looks like God. And in prayers. What is prayer? Prayer is not a means to meet your needs, but a means to meet the one who can meet your needs. 
prayer is more than about your need. It's about a channel, a medium, a means to meet the one who can meet your need. Because in prayer, sometimes what you think you need is not what you need. That's why in prayer, God can take from you and give to you. Because sometimes what you are praying about is what you don't need. May God allow you to meet the only one who can turn your story around in prayer. If you see the word of God, clap your hand and rise up to your feet. Give God a better praise one.